Hey friends, you're listening to Why This, a podcast where a couple of food scientists learn why people love the things they love. Today's topic, you guessed it, is the Super Bowl. Welcome to Why This, as always, brought to you by Draft Lab. Draft Lab helps food and beverage producers improve the taste and quality of their products with best-in-class sensory software tools and training. Visit DraftLab.com to learn more or reach out to us on social media if you're interested in becoming a better taster. So it's Super Bowl week. I'm excited about it. I live in San Francisco and I've like noticed that I've really given myself to sports more generally this year. And maybe it's because our team is in the Super Bowl and it's been kind of fun, or maybe it's just the you know context of where I live, but I, I'm, I've been pretty excited about sports for the last couple of months, which is, has been fun to me. Do you actually watch the Super Bowl, Lindsay? Like how many <laughs> Super Bowls have you watched total? I think I, I, I tend to be traveling weirdly um, during the Super Bowl. So if it makes sense for me to be watching it, then I watch it. But usually it's like in a hotel or in a bar or something like that. I remember I was on a trip with you during one of these and you mm-hmm. only showed up when the halftime show happened and you watched that very intently and then you were gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds right. This, the, my new uh, sports fascination is, uh, it's new. It's just within the last year that I've like actually been watching the sports. And I think it's just been fun to... <laughs> The sports. <laughs> the sports. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's been fun to be like a part of this like little subculture, which isn't sub at all. It's actually like a pretty major culture. And of course I have some moral qualms and stuff about it, but like I've kind of gotten over it and just given myself to the pure entertainment that is football. <laughs> yeah. I think you and everybody else with the Taylor Swift, uh, sure. uh, like a lot of worlds colliding, not saying that maybe you, but a lot of worlds colliding. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah, sure. There's, I love the the subplot love story. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is why we're talking today. We are going to talk about context, which is broadly something that's really interesting for sensory scientists. And you can kind of see why um, watching the football game in the context of a bar is going to elicit certain responses that maybe you wouldn't have in your home if you were alone. Um, it would be kind of weird to be screaming at the television if you were <laughs> at home and alone, but it's totally fine when you're at a bar with other patrons. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the companies that, uh, that are making products that we work with, you know, they wanna make sure that they're making their product for exactly where it's enjoyed so they kind of get the, mm-hmm. you know, the maximum impact for it. So. The challenge in sensory is how do you actually replicate some of these contact situations, especially if it's if it's super unique? Yeah. One of the first uh, conferences that you and I went to together was the Pangborn Conference. And we <laughs> listened to quite a few lectures about context and how important that is in the world of sensory. Some of the research was about Uh, lavender aroma in banks and how that makes people feel more calm and more comfortable. And they actually kind of want to just stay for a little bit longer, which is partially why uh, what banks want. So sensory scientists are kind of moving out of the lab and 
into the specific context that the product is supposed to be consumed. And I think that that's super cool, super powerful. Um, and it, it makes intuitive sense. Yeah. And it's a, it's a tricky one, right? So a lot of sensory tests, we're trying to remove bias. So even like a, a perfect sensory lab is going to be white walls, nothing else to, you know, influence what you're doing. But we are saying that there is this one thing that might influence it. So if you wanted to test, you almost have to remove everything else, but just have that one piece of context. So it could be a tricky thing. I remember yeah. we saw people were putting, you know, virtual reality glasses on people like they're in a white room, but then all of a sudden they're in a bar and then they're trying to drink with these glasses on. And then, and then it, you know, it can devolve <laughs> into something else. Yeah. What kind of behaviors do you find yourself getting into during the Super Bowl that you probably wouldn't be getting into otherwise? <laughs> uh, well, I think... I think like most people, I'm, I'm probably going to eat uh, a little more. Uh, you know, I would, if a, if a game's at like one o'clock in the afternoon, if I, if I were to have a beverage, I would never, but mm -hmm. all of a sudden you just go ahead and do it. Or you mm -hmm. just start, like you said, screaming at the TV. If uh, something's going on, uh, you know, I get together with, you know, my, my brothers for games all the time. And yeah, it's just, we, we act differently than we would in any other social situation. Yep, absolutely. And no other context would I opt into eating seven layer dip, for example. <laughs> Nobody brings seven layer dip to like a normal dinner party. The, the only time that it happens is during the Super Bowl. So we went through and we looked up um, Google Trends, other things online, just what are some of the interesting context plays that can happen throughout Super Bowl and, you know, with just kind of watching football in general. So a couple things came up, Lindsay, that were pretty interesting. So one of them was about the plates that you actually mm. serve food on if you have people over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely notice if I have a big plate, I'm going to fill it. And I think that that's pretty well understood yeah. um, in the in the science world. So the small plates makes sense. So I, I prefer small plates and I also like to have like small things. <laughs> it's easier sure. to manage. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So spot on. It was the smaller the plate, the the less people are going to eat. So if you need mm -hmm. to move that. The sense. other thing was that if you had uh, square plates, then people could fit more things onto it into the corners and things don't touch. So it would people would eat more with square plates and then round plates. It's like always, it's like a bullseye, right? You have to kind of keep focusing mm, on that one. That makes sense. I'm sure some engineer has like come up with some calculation to figure out like based off of a surface area. It's like a and... dodecahedron is the optimal plate or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really complicated. Right. It's the next business. Well, the other yeah. one they mentioned was if the color of the plate is red, then it ties more attention to the food that you're eating and might make you more self-conscious mm. about eating. Situation. Yeah. I mean, we always use neutral colors for the most part, but of course, um, if you think about like a sensory lab, you generally think about red light <clears throat> and right. red light just obscures the ability to see specific colors of the food or beverages that you're looking at. So, yeah. Uh, so we did some Google trends on some stuff and we have some interesting kind of interesting facts on Kansas city versus, uh, San Francisco. If you feel like playing that game for a second, let's play the game. So, uh, number one, uh, food trend for California over the past year, what would you say it is? 
food trend for Calif- all of California? Yeah, it's by state. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. What's been hot? I'm going to say acai. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Good, good pronunciation. I mean, acai bowls don't really exist in Northern California, but Southern California, they're all the rage over the last few years. Okay. Number one food trend, uh, hummus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, a classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, now the challenge with Kansas City is Kansas City is across two states. So uh, there was <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a challenge there, but do you want to take a guess as to what might be the number one food trend in Kansas City? The only thing that I can think about is uh, is frozen custard. <laughs> frozen custard? Why? I mean, I have not spent that much time in Kansas City, but it felt like frozen custard was such a part of what everybody was interested in. Maybe I was there during the uh, the summer. Yeah. Well, I would have guessed some sort of a barbecue thing, but it was white chicken chili was their number one search. White chicken chili. It's kind of interesting. I don't even know what that is. Is it just like using white beans in your chili? Yeah, it's chicken, white beans. It would be more of a chicken stock and then chilies and things like that, as opposed to like sure. a deep red chili. You Sure. Mexico born. What is, uh, so we then, uh, specified it on dips. So what would you say was the number one search to dip in California? Ooh, in California. Um, I'm going to say guacamole. It's actually bean dip, but not oh, sure. out of the realm. Uh, yeah. do you want to take a guess for Kansas city between the two States? There were two. So, uh, white chicken chili dip. <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. uh, A taco dip was actually number two. So the Super Bowl this year is being played in Las Vegas, which is its own context bonanza unto itself. You're going to be there in a few months, Lindsay. How how are you preparing for that? Yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas for the Craft Brewers Conference um, in April, which is very exciting. Um, I don't often go to Vegas I have found that the way to do Vegas is really to just give yourself fully to it. Oh, are you, are you going to go to the sphere? That's the sensory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would love to. I've, um, I've given some pictures of like the inside of the sphere, like the U2 concert, uh, to a couple of my friends just to be like, Hey, like, look at this. Isn't this amazing? And people have one of two reactions, either, yes, that looks so amazing and like fully immersive or, no, I would get completely claustrophobic and freak out. <laughs> oh, claustrophobic. Yeah. It, y- yeah. It looks overwhelming. Honestly. It looks overwhelming. I think I think the high there are high chances of like freaking out. So I think you have to kind of know what you're getting into before you go. Well, I was I heard a thing on it and they actually have uh several quiet rooms around in the place to pull people yeah. out and to like yeah. deprogram them. Okay, so uh the other thing we were going to talk about was commercials. Right. Again, like the the um, Super Bowl is an interesting time because normally we turn down commercials and turn up whatever we're watching. But with the Super Bowl, it's reversed. We turn up the commercials and we turn down the game <laughs> or we just keep it at a high volume the entire time. But we're devoted to watching the commercials because, of course, everybody throws their entire marketing budget at that one event to do the best that they can possibly do. When I was, when I was kind of looking at the commercials, it's like a nexus of, of a couple different things. So one, there is the product itself and, and Mm -hmm. the 
sensory aspects of it, if it's food especially, or if it's beer or something, coupled with we have, you know, the Super Bowl or this game setting where kind of anything goes. And then that final part, which is you're actually going to have people's attention during the commercial time. So it's not like you have to just like crank it up like you're a used car salesman and your volume is like 10 times as loud. So, yeah, good you point. know, thinking of those three things, what commercials kind of stood out? Because we kind of grabbed the list yeah. of what was going to be coming up. Yeah, it's interesting that you pointed out that the volume kind of doesn't matter quite as much because you don't have to grab people's attention. So I think some some folks or some companies are are kind of capitalizing on that. One of the commercials that I at least remember from last year was the um, the ASMR Michelob commercial with Zoe Kravitz. Do you remember that? Yes, I it do. was totally quiet and like she was just kind of messing around with the the bottle and like the foam and so it was playing up on the sound of the product and you could do that in that context because everybody was watching and it was memorable because it was so different. Yeah, playing up on the sound and playing up on the visual because obviously you can't be smelling and tasting with a commercial with an advertisement so you have to evoke those kind of senses through just the vision and the the sound um anything else stick out as we kind of look what what are you most looking forward to in this game if not just a super bowl victory for the 49ers oh, well of course that <laughs> I'm going to make my French onion soup, sour cream dip, um, and ruffles. And that's it. And yell at the TV with my partner and my sister is going to be in town. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, this is this is going to be slightly unfair, but I'm still going to try it anyways. Lindsay, can you name me two players on the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> uh, Mahomes. Okay. Yep. So we, we got we got that guy and yep. Kelsey. I mean yep. the nailed it. Easy. Yeah. Can you name three San Francisco 49ers? That's your team, so you should know at least one more. Yes. Uh Purdy Bosa. Oh. Yeah. And uh what's oh the long hair guy. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? George. George. Oh, Kittle. Kittle, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those those three guys. I like Kittle. He's fun. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. Or who are you going for, by the way? Um, I kind of, as a Giants fan, I, I more just wanted teams out of the playoffs, and I didn't want to sure. see everyone else. I kind of root for evenly. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is amazing. So mm. although most people around me hate him because they're all Bills fans, I'm not a Bills fan. I like Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going for the Chiefs. All right. Well, go sports teams. Go sports. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to debriefing with you about what kind of um, what kind of things you got into in this unique context. Likewise. <laughs> Why This is produced by the team at Draft Lab, where we help companies demystify consumer experiences through flavor analysis. To learn more, reach out through our website. And of course, like, subscribe, do all the things, and go sports. Thank you.